fearfully and wonderfully I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. At Pathway, we believe life is a journey. Thus, our podcast provides a weekly pit stop for kingdom women to pause, reflect, and refuel. I am your host, Carol G, and I am super excited to share practical, kingdom-inspired strategies to help you know your worth, love yourself unconditionally, and unapologetically be your most authentic self. Here is this week's transformative message. May it inspire you to be the best you possible. Hi, hi, hi. It's so good to be back for another episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. Now be sure to listen to the end because it's going to be good. And when you're done, share it with your sister friends so they can get some of the goodness too. And while you're at it, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast episode so that you can get notified each week when we release new episodes. Today, I am starting a new series called Work. Woohoo! Now, if you have listened before, you may have heard me say that I like first and starts. So at the end of January, I celebrated us doing our very first series on our podcast journey. And now today, I'm starting a new series. So I am pretty pumped. But guess what? Even as excited as I was to be doing our second series today, to start our second series today, it was a struggle to actually produce this episode. And the thing about it is, it wasn't a struggle because the content is necessarily hard. Yeah, I think you may raise your eyebrow at me a couple of times as you listen to the material that God has laid on my heart to share with you over the next five weeks. However, it's not like material that I'm uncomfortable with right now because God and I have already had it out multiple times on this topic. So I was good. I'm like, yeah, let me get this information out there because I want other people to be set free in the way that God set me free around this topic of work, right? So that was not the struggle at all. It was just finding the time earlier in the week to get this done so that I could get it out when I normally air. So here I am sitting in my studio, my makeshift studio, of course, (laughs) where I record the podcast and it is Saturday afternoon. And in case you didn't know, my episodes normally come out on Saturday mornings. Can I tell you though, that I am absolutely not stressed by this being quote unquote late. I am growing, honey. (laughs) 
And so I am just rolling with the timing and I'm being a-okay that I missed my deadline, not God's deadline, not anybody else's deadline. I have a deadline of when I want to release the podcast, right? But I am trusting that you are listening to this exactly when you need it. Just know that I know that this information is what you need today, right now, as you're listening. So I believe in the goodness of God. I am off my preferred schedule, but I am a-okay with that because God is never late. And just to remind me that he is never late, as I did my, as I spent my quiet time with God this morning and I read through some scriptures, one of the passages that I read had two verses that apply to this week's episode. So I was like, "Uh oh, look at God. Had I recorded this earlier, this would not have been included in today's episode. So I know that what I normally in the past would have perceived as a delay is God being right on time. So let's get ready to rock and roll into today's episode. Back when I did the Wife series, Woman Inspired for Excellence, the final episode in that series was Excellent Priorities and Actions. And in that episode, I shared that excellent actions include any type of work, not just what you do to earn an income. I also shared that you should choose your actions based on kingdom priorities. And those priorities are what God determines for his children. Now, if you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It is episode number 15, and you can find it on our YouTube channel, on our website. And so this week, I am starting the new series, Work, and it picks up where the last series left off. So I will be exploring the kingdom perspective on work, primarily based on the creation story found in Genesis chapter two. This is something that God has been revealing to me for well over a year, pretty much the entire time that I've been self-employed or like I like to call it God-employed, right? And so these are the principles that he has now said, Carol, it's time for you to share these with more people. And with all kingdom principles, his view on work is totally different from the world's view. So I am really excited to share it with you over these next five weeks. Now today, I'm just going to begin with an overview of kingdom work. And then I'm going to share a little bit about the scripture that all of this is based on, as well as a little bit of my backstory with work. So first, I'll highlight some verses from Genesis chapter 2. Verse 4 says, These are the records of the heavens and the earth concerning their creation. At the time that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrub of the field had yet grown on the land, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not made it rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. Hear that word? Work. 
There was no man to work the ground. Continuing, this is verse 6, but mist would come up from the earth and water all the ground. And then in verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had formed. The Lord God caused to grow out of the ground every tree pleasing in appearance and good for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden, as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then in verse 10, it reads, A river went out from Eden to water the garden. From there it divided and became the source of four rivers. And then I jump down to verse 15 and it says, The Lord God took the man and placed him in the garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. Now I just want to highlight some key things. So if you're familiar with Genesis, it starts out with two versions of the creation story. So we're looking at the creation story in chapter two, at least a part of it. And it's talking about how initially when God formed the earth, there was no shrubs, no trees on the earth because there was no water to nurture it. And there was no human to tend to it right? So before he created the garden, he created the man and breathed his life into the man. So the man became a living being. And then God planted the garden, not the man, God planted the garden. And then he placed the man in the garden that he had already planted. And then it says, God, not the man, caused every tree pleasing in appearance and good for food to grow out of the ground. Not only did he plant the garden, he caused the trees in the garden to grow and then he provided the river to water the garden. So what was the man's role in this garden? He placed the man in the garden to work it. In other words, in this case, to manage it because it was already there right? To work it and to watch over it, to manage it and protect it. Okay. So we can see that God's original plan was for humans to manage what he had already created. And then later in Genesis, we see that this plan, the original plan changed because humans disobeyed God's command. However, as believers, in this current age, we can live according to God's initial intent. There's a song that says, let's get back to Eden. And I wholeheartedly believe, I can't, I don't know all the words, right? But <laughs> that, that line right there always rings in my head. And that's all I know about the song. But for me, it resonates because I believe that as a believer, as a Christ follower, as a Christian, as a kingdom citizen, as God's child, that I can live out the original intent of God and not have to endure and suffer 
all of the things that are part of the fallen world. Yes, we are living in a fallen world. That is our reality. However, we are not subjected to live as persons who don't know God, who don't have a personal relationship with God, who don't walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are too many of us that are living defeated because we don't realize that we can live out That's Eden experience where God provides whatever we need and we don't have to stress over a lot of the things that we actually stress over. But anyway, we're going to get more into that as the series continues. The other two verses that I want to share today are from 1 Timothy and then from Mark. So 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19 says, instruct those who are rich in the present age, not to be arrogant or to set their hope on the uncertainty of wealth, but on God who richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of what is truly life. That was 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 through 19. And then I'm going to read Mark 4 verses 26 to 27. And this is the passage that I just read this morning. And it states, the kingdom of God is like this. He said, a man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. And that echoes the sentiment from the creation story in Genesis 2, where it said that God caused the trees to grow, right? So in Mark, it's saying the man scatters the seed and he goes to sleep and he rises and he sees the seed sprout. He doesn't know what happens in between planting the seed and the seed sprouting, right? All of that is God. Here's the thing. We want to believe that we have control over our lives, over our careers, and the rate of our progress, But we really don't. God is the one who's really in control. Yeah, we have a role to play, absolutely. But it is a much lesser role than we are often willing to admit. Ultimately, God is in control, not us. So when we accept this, we can then partner with God in living the life that he designed us for. And this is what partnering with God looks like. It looks like no longer thinking that we get to dictate to God how we want life to go. Instead, we seek his will, listen for his instructions, and obey him immediately. No long talking, or like we like to say currently in the Bahamas, no slapping up, (laughs) right? And when we commit to obey God and do whatever he tells us to do, that is when we are able to truly adhere to God's original design for work. But like I said, this episode is just the overview. I'm going to get deeper into that over the next four weeks. So be sure to come back and get the rest of the goods. 
But for the remainder of this episode, I just want to share a little bit about my work journey that brought me to discover these kingdom truths, right? And so for me, I officially entered the workforce in 1995. Picture it, 1995, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, fresh new university graduate entering the workforce, eager to start making some real money. Hello, hello, show me the money. Because all in my head was I wanted to live this fabulous life. And this professional career path that I had ventured onto was going to be the path to the fabulous life that I envisioned having. But truth be told... (laughs) That early 20s young lady had no idea even what the fabulous life was supposed to be. I just knew I wanted money because I wanted to be balling, right? And so I started work in corporate America and then moved back home to the Bahamas and worked in the corporate arena in the Bahamas. Eventually, I shifted to academia. I taught at the tertiary level and then I moved into mental health, still primarily within academia. Then that brought me to 2018. And in 2018, I heard the Lord say, it's time to leave this job and start a business. So in obedience, I said goodbye to working for a salary and I left. Now, when I look back over all of the jobs I've had and the fact that they, some people would say they are so different to me. I see the connection in every career path that I have been on. They've all been connected in some way and definitely connected to parts of me and what I like to do and what I'm good at doing. But it has all been my quest to find meaningful, soul-satisfying work. And so I'm happy that I went on a twisty, curvy path to get here. But here's the thing. Every time I changed careers, it came with a salary decrease. Now, internally, I rationalized these salary deductions by thinking, I am just this good Christian girl, good Christian woman, and I'm willing to obey God even when it causes me to lose money, right? I thought I was just pious, just so pious. The ironic thing about that is that when I was in high school, I primarily chose my first career path because I wanted to make a lot of money, right? Like I told y'all, when I graduated and I started in the workforce, I was like, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. But (laughs) clearly earning a huge salary was not on God's blueprint for Carol. So I have a confession. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I like to confess. Confession is good for the soul, right? (laughs) So here's my confession. I thought that in 2018, when God said it's time to leave this job, which was my lowest paying job ever. And he said, it's time to start the business. And just knowing the business that I was getting into, I really thought that he was finally rewarding me for all those acts of obedience. And I was finally going to have the income level that I had longed for as a teenager. I was like really psyched about that. But that did not happen. (laughs) Despite my great faith and diligent efforts, did I say diligent? Yeah, sister girl was hustling and grinding it out for a minute. 
But despite all of that and believing and speaking it and all the rest of that, declaring it as to be so, my income level actually declined when I became self-employed. Yeah, ouch. So rather than being like oh so wealthy, like material wealth, what really happened was becoming a business owner exposed me to greater wealth, really, because God revealed the truth to me about money and work. And he actually showed me that money was an idol in my life. Yeah, I didn't want to accept it at first, but I, I finally can admit that I was a slave to mammon and I did not even know it. See, because for most of my Christian life, I really thought that I was immune to the lust for money. To me, money didn't move me. I mean, I walked away from how many high paying jobs and kept going to lower paying jobs. Clearly, money didn't move me, right? But yeah, no, that, 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 that was an illusion that I had forced myself to believe. And thanks to healing and, and peeling back layers, I was able to see that money was an idol. And it was an idol in the sense that I was trusting in it more than I was trusting in God. So in seasons of being self-employed, when I had paying clients, I felt good. Then when those seasons dried up, and I was earning no income, I was anxious and despondent. And at some point I was like, what's going on? Like I started to see like, this keeps happening. And I started looking back and like, when I get in this funk, what normally precedes it, right? And that cued me in to the fact that my peace and joy were attached to money, not God. I really didn't like not earning income. But truth be told, I just like the feelings that came along with those seasons of not earning income. And so I was like, you know what, God, I need your help because I cannot be, I cannot yo-yo like this all the time. And if you're wondering, why didn't you just go back into the workforce? I tried. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) My resume is so updated because I would see job opportunities and apply and apply and apply. I would get to points where I was like, I don't even see a job opportunity, but this is a place that I think I would like working at, or I think they pay a decent enough salary. Let me try. I tried to go back to my former job. So yeah, I tried to re-enter the workforce as an employee. Doors never opened. Doors would crack. Some of them seemed open, but access was never granted to me. So I accepted that, you know what, this is the path that God wants me on and I need to lean into what he wants to show me, what he wants to do in and through me on this path that I'm on. So fortunately, you know, like I said, I am learning about the true meaning of wealth and God has used those seasons for my good, right? Those seasons when I didn't earn any income, he's, he's been using them for my good and his glory. So that is when he began teaching me about the kingdom economy. And so here's, here's a snippet of it because we're going to get more into this as we proceed in the series. But God is the king of his kingdom. As the king, he provides everything his kingdom children need. Now, side note, 
Every human was created by God. So we are all God's creation. We're not all God's children. All right. We have to clarify that every human is not a child of God. You become a child of God when you accept Jesus's sacrifice on the cross on our behalf as a payment for our sin. When we accept Jesus died for our sins and we repent for our sins and we say, yes, Lord, you can lead my life. I will follow your ways and do your will then you become not just a creation of God, but a child of God. Just needed to put that in there. So now that I've gotten that out the way, everyone in God's kingdom, God's children, God's kingdom, citizens, whatever you want to call it, God created all of us and each person has been created to fulfill a specific kingdom purpose. God as the king of the kingdom provides for every kingdom purpose because it's his purpose and he wants it to be fulfilled. So he is going to provide for it because he is the king. So what does that mean for us? God's children should never be concerned about provision. If you don't believe me, go to Matthew 6, where it tells us, do not worry <laughs> about how you will eat, sleep, drink, clothe, shelter. Like that ain't, that's not for us to be worried about. God's children should never be concerned about provision. However, so many of us are so consumed with worrying about how will I afford X, Y, Z? I was one of them. And to be honest, sometimes I still worry. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I forget that God is my provider. But what I have learned is that when I start to worry about money and provision, it's because I've taken my eyes off of God and his plan for me. Now, this could look like looking at my circumstances, like, okay, this is how much our bills are. This is how much money we have in the bank and then conclude that we don't have enough, which is a lie. It's actually scarcity thinking, which is not kingdom because kingdom is all about abundance. In the kingdom, there's always enough. And we have proven that because our bills are always paid. To God be the glory. Or I may glance to the right or the left, not looking at my path that God has given me, that God is on with me. And I look to the left or the right, what I doing? I comparing what I have to what someone else has. Yeah, that's thinking, thinking. Because when you start comparing... Oh, child, you open up the floodgates of insecurity, anger, bitterness, fear, all of that. All of them jokers coming in with stinking thinking. So, and for me, scarcity and stinking thinking trigger my old friends, self-reliance and performance. And those buggers tell me, Carol, you need to work harder. You need to make things happen. Get it together. And of course, the performer in me jumps and says, yes, I must work harder to make money or to make more money. And instead of making the money that I desire, what ends up happening? <laughs> Your girl gets frustrated and burnt out. <laughs> yup. Can you relate to that? So what God has been showing me is, yeah, that's, that's not his will. That's not his will for me. That's not his will for any of his children. And when I went to God about this and I was complaining and I was like, God, I need money for this and that. And he 
Like he sat me down and he spoke to me in a very loving way, but also with a tone that I can only describe as what a parent who loves their child would speak to a hard-headed child. I love you, but you, your head hard, right? And this is what the Lord said to me. This is what my big daddy said to me. He said, Carol, work is not about provision. What? 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 <laughs> Come again? <laughs> And then he continued, because, you know, I'm baffled. I'm like, well, then what is work? I thought we worked to make money to provide for ourselves. And he's like, no, no. Work is an opportunity for you to use your gifts that I have given you to advance my kingdom on earth. And sometimes there's payment involved. And sometimes there's not, which goes back to episode 15 when I said work does not only include what you do to earn an income. When you wash the dishes, nobody pays you for that, but that's still work. That's still an act of worship where God is glorified, right? Because you're taking care of your home, your home that you share, even if you live alone, it's your space. And having a clean space helps you to have peace of mind helps you to have a clear mind, right? And so whatever you do, think of it not to provide for yourself because God is our source of provision. You may have a job that pays you a salary. You may have clients that pay you fees, but they are resources. They are resources that God has connected to you, but he is the one who connected you to those resources. So he is the source from which every resource flows, just like he sourced the breath that was breathed into the man at the beginning in creation. He was the one that sourced the water for the garden. He is the one that sourced plant the plants that went into the garden, right? And so he is our source of everything that we have. And resources are things that are made available to us to help us to fulfill our various assignments. So your job is a resource and the resource that it provides is income. However, it also provides an opportunity for you to use your gifts and reveal God's glory in your workplace. Your client is a resource because your client provides fees, but having a client is also an opportunity for you to represent God to that client. This revelation was my introduction to the concept that work is not limited to what we do for a salary or fee. Any action we do is work. And so we have to get in our mind that work includes what you do on your job, in your business, and it includes what you do at church. We even say church work, volunteer work, housework, right? Community work. It's all work. It doesn't have to generate income, but it's work. And any work that we do that God tells us to do, he will provide whatever you need to do it. And what that looks like is in the seasons when God told me, just do the podcast and blog, do not advertise paid services, do not advertise your products 
in those seasons when God intentionally had me not earning income from my business because I was still doing work that he had instructed me to do and I had needs, he provided for my needs in other ways than through my business, right? Through direct income from my business. And that came from various places, but they were all directed to our home by God. Whichever way it came, whichever way it came, at the end of the day, God caused it to happen. Just like God caused the trees to grow in the garden, God caused money, resources, material things, provision to come to us in other ways than me generating business income. We have to always remember that God provides for whatever he purposes. So this is the shift that has to happen in our mind because we often make decisions based on money. We ask questions like, do I have enough? Can I afford it? What will be the monetary return on my monetary investment? And I get it. Trust me, I get it. My first career path was that of an accountant. I was a CPA, real talk. (laughs) So I totally understand the concept of the dollars and cents must make sense. That's how I lived most of my life. And if the money ain't adding up, it don't make sense. But God is shifting that. He's shifting that. And as he shifts it in me, I am now released to share with you that kingdom economy principles supersede the rules of accounting and the world's business systems. So if you are God's child, you should really be asking, instead of those other questions, Your question should be, does this have a kingdom purpose? And once you determine that it does have a kingdom purpose, once you confirm that what is on your heart to do, whether it's work a job, open a business, go serve food to the homeless people on the park, give away your time to some charitable organization, volunteer a day at your church, whatever it is that's on your heart and mind to do. Once you confirm that it has a kingdom purpose, you can then make a bold statement that goes something along the lines of, God, I trust you to align me with the kingdom resources, and these can be people or things, that I need to accomplish your kingdom purpose. Because whatever God purposes, he provides for And then you are free to proceed with whatever work God tells you to do and know that all of your needs will be met. That's, that's the way, that's the way we ought to be rolling in the kingdom as kingdom children. Listen, there is so much more to share. This is only the tip of the iceberg because, you know, for me, I've had to unlearn 40 plus years of learning, right? Of living, of uh, these mindsets have been indoctrinated in me for over 40 years. So there's so much more to this. Come back next week and the week after that and the week after that. If YouTube, our website, wherever it is, one of the platforms, the podcast platforms, wherever you are, make sure to come back and listen to the remaining messages in this work series. And 
if you're in a season of your life that you need one-on-one support, let's chat about it. I have complimentary inquiry chat sessions. I have space on my calendar this March, 2022. So if you're listening to this in March, 2022, there's space on my calendar for me to have some inquiry chats for us to see if I can walk with you, if I can partner with you to support you in achieving some of your goals, some of the things that you know you need to do in this season. And if I cannot assist you, there may be resources that I can connect you with right? And so in the show notes, there's a link that carries you to the button for scheduling an inquiry chat, or you can go to our website, pathwayteam242.org, and you will find the inquiry chat information there under Freedom Coaching. So thank you so much for rocking with me for another episode Please share the episode with women you know who would benefit from the content and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and sign up for our email list so that you can stay abreast of what we're doing at Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. There are some new exciting things in the works connected to this very topic that I'm dealing with in this series. I'm really excited about it. I don't have the release to share it yet, but very soon I will start talking about it, letting you know when it will be, how you can get signed up. So until next time, live loved and free and may God bless you on your journey. Bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback, or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.